Hi, this is Sam. And this is Annuel. And this is Murderous Intention. Alright, guys. So we also have a nice little sit-in. Um, remember that fan that lovely listener of ours, um, Nicole from Maine? Well, she is here today. Hey guys. Very happy to be here. So I gotta ask both of you a question. Sure. Have you guys ever heard of the Parkland School shooting? No. Have you guys ever heard of the school shooting in Florida called Stoneman Douglas? No. No. Okay. I've heard of Columbine. Yeah, that was that was earlier. I know, but that was pretty <laughs> much it. The couple that I've I've listened to are pretty much the only uh, school shootings other than the ones that made national news. So this one I have not. Okay. So have you ever heard on the news about a kid? Named Nicholas Jacob Cruz. No, but is he any relation? No relation to me, thank God. All right. <laughs> just checking, because we're sitting pretty close. I'm just checking. <laughs> no, although I do like the psychotic, murderous, very gruesome, um, very horror, you know, inspired stuff. I do like to watch those kind of things, and I do like to exactly. report about it. I have no intent on ever doing any of that shit to anybody. I'm, I'm just making sure, because we're sitting very close, and your interest in it could be somehow correlated. So, before we get into this, I just wanted to make sure I was safe in this proximity. This is a safe space to talk about it. Yes, you're actually in a very safe triangle. Stupendous. Okay. Just wanting you to know, you're a point in the triangle. <laughs> <laughs> she actually has me almost getting ready to cry I hate you <laughs> in a loving way <laughs> okay guys um, okay let me get myself back and center so while Sam's getting herself prepared uh, just a little background we have been friends for quite some time and it's been a while since we've uh, yeah. actually been able to see each other so uh her, her little giggling fit here is well overdue. So I am very happy and uh, excited to be part of this and to uh, finally make an appearance. Now, so. I got to ask you, because a, a podcast a while ago, we I said Mainer. How is it actually said? I am a Mainer. Okay, so it is Mainer. It is Mainer. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I'm good. I'm good. Yes. Pop the collar. I'm not wearing a collar, but somebody out there pop your collar for me. <laughs> Okay, guys. So let's get down and dirty. Um, so Nicholas Jacob Cruz was um, born on September twenty fourth of nineteen ninety eight. He was born in Mar Margate, Florida, which is why I told you do you know anything about Florida? Um, and it's actually it's towards like the Miami area. Okay. No. Nada, nada, nada. No, I'm a, I'm a northern bird here. No. Oh my God! You know what? We should vacation one day down in Florida, so you can just like, like, OMG. No. You're just not gonna like the summers. It's very humid, and my hair becomes very afro-y, and I hate that part. No, I'm, nope. I, I like the cold. I like the cold. 
I'm as far south as I'm going to go. Nope. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, so when he was a bit, when he was born, um, his birth mom, his name is Brenda Woodward. Um, so it was he was from a one night stand, and she didn't want the kid. So Linda Cruz and Roger Cruz adopted him. Now, um, Roger was sixty seven years old. He was in marketing, and he had four kids from a previous relationship, not with Linda though. Now, Linda was in her, close to her, like her 50s, um, and she was just basically, you know, your average stay-at-home mom. Um, so, as they were raising Nicholas, um, Brenda, Nicholas' biological mother, became pregnant again. Da-da-da-da. Doesn't know how to close her legs. Um, from a one-night stand, and she had Zachary. Now, because Linda and Roger wanted to have it where Nicholas had a genetic um, sibling, they went and adopted Nicholas, I mean, um, Zachary, Zachary so that way Nicholas has a blood-related sibling with him. Now, they're only related, um, by mother, not by father. So, how, how old were the adoptive parents' biological children? Were they all pretty close in age, or were their biological children kind of older and out of the house and they kind of wanted to refill the nest with Nicholas and Zachary. So I, they don't give it, in all my research, they didn't give any precise like detail on Roger's uh, four kids. Okay. Um, so I think they were already outside the house because all the pictures have it where it's just Nicholas and Zachary, um, like in the bathtub together, um, Christmas pictures and all like that. So it doesn't like really give anything of the other kids. It just it just stated that he had four kids from a previous marriage. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, yeah, I couldn't give you more detail. Huh? I'm gonna guess that they're filling the nest again. I, I would I would guess I'm that they already moved on, like a, a midlife yeah. crisis or trying to save the marriage type of scenario. I think this it probably was. I can't honestly like accurately say. Um, with this story, and I don't know why lately I'm noticing a lot of the stories I'm picking are very Katrina. Basically, they're not releasing a lot of info of the background of the other people. And it's just like giving very short details on my suspect. Gotcha. Okay. So, I wish it was more open to me like that. But yeah. Um... So, like I said, um, they were adopted, and then two years later, um, Zachary was adopted. So, there's a two-year age gap between Nicholas and Zachary, just to give you that update. But at age four, oh, and they also had moved. So, Linda and Roger's home was in Parkland, Florida. Okay? So, he was born in Margate, Florida, but now lives in Parkland. That way I give you guys kind of like a geographic mindset. Um, stop having that look of like trying I'm, to analyze this in your head. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm focusing with you. Okay. So at age four, Nicholas went and was examined and diagnosed with um, having mental delay development. And which would later have it where he has to take special needs classes um, just to get it where he's, you know helped out and be able to go through with classes 
Um, then, unfortunately, on August 11, 2004, Roger, he passes away at the age of 67 from a stroke, which leaves Miss Linda by herself to raise the kids as a single mom, which she tries her hardest. I'm going to give her credit on that. Bravo. It's not easy being a single mom. Just saying it, putting it out there. So I, I would go back and confirm that that was probably uh, a, a rehash to try and mend their relationship, which, you know, after a couple yeah. of years didn't work out. And then they ended up, you know, separating and, and going their separate ways. So it could be. I, I, like I said, I'm not going to I'm not going to say yes. I'm not going to say no. I'm going to just leave it in the air. <laughs> which is true. But let's let's. Look at this timeline wise. So, mm -hmm. if I have four children with you, which have now left the but nest, but we don't know what so he's they said previous previous relationship, so from a so, previous marriage, yeah, it could be from like um, a different chick. And now that the kids are grown, they wanted to have kids of their own, but because she's older and he's older, they probably gen genetically would not be safe to have a kid because most kids who are born. Um, from parents of later generate, you know, mm -hmm. later age, have developmental delays, which yeah. doesn't Nicholas have? Yes, but that's due to his mother and her stupidness. His biological mother, not Linda, his biological mother, or her hoochie ways with not validating sperm donor physique characteristics. Yes. Okay. I like the way she puts it. So, because Cruz had um, behavioral issues in middle school, he was transferred to different schools. In one school year, he actually, well, not one school year, but in one school, right, when he was in middle school, he actually had gotten... Um, well, let me let me let me revise this, okay? I'm gonna say this exactly how I wrote it. So he was transferred between schools six times in three years in an effort to deal with his behavioral issue problems. He actually got into a lot of fights. Um, he would constantly like have issues with other students, um, and sometimes even with um, um, authority figures. So. Yeah. He, it kind of sounds like he's almost bipolar. Like, did he know he was adopted? Um, I think he did, but for him, since they raised him since he was a baby, that's his parents no matter what. And, and, and I get that, but at, at the same time, you know, if putting myself into that situation, if I was adopted mm -hmm. and then part of my adopted family you know, leaves because the father left. Right. So my, my biological mother didn't, didn't want me, gave me right, up right. for adoption. You know, my adopted father now dies, died. you know, he's not in the situation anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I have a lot of built up anger and Plus especially you have, you have mental delay ish development. Right. And we're talking back in like 1992. So before he was born, he was born in 88. 98. 98? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said 88. I was like, wait, we're almost the same age. So I'm trying to put myself... Okay, so a couple years younger than me. couple years. 
Uh, so even, even still, he was born in 98. So we're looking at what, 2002? We're at right when, now, when 2004, was... when his dad died. So right. it's probably like 2006 that he's in middle school. So he's in middle school. He's still trying to adjust. You know, he's only got that adoptive mom. His biological mom's not there. He's got his half-sibling. You know, everybody's telling him there's something wrong with him, There, which in, in even, you know, growing up in school, when, when we were in school, mm -hmm. you know, kids that had a lot of home life problems tended to have a lot of anger issues yeah. and, uh, you know, being the bad boy in school, challenging those figures and things of that nature. So yeah. I, I'm assuming it's all kind of correlated. Um, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, um, it does affect you as a child. So, um, okay. So if you hear a dog whimpering in the background, that's my dog. Um, He's not getting affection from people outside, so he wants people inside to give him affection. <laughs> so just ignore it. Um, so, like I said, he was um, transferred between schools six times in three in a matter of three years, um, and the majority of them were due to, like I said, he has ADHD and he has learning disabilities. Wow, what a duo! So yeah, just give him two doses of him sugar. And he's screwed. Mm -hmm. um, so then in 2014, he was later transferred to a school for children with emotional and learning disabilities. Um, there was a report that he made threats against other students. So at that point, Cruz was a member of... Well, not really. Hold on. Um, so backtrack that part. Um, so... Because he had made threats and everything like that, they put him into a different school that helps kids with those emotional needs. So was this mandated because he made threats? Like, did it ever go to the court system? No, they just um figured at this point, no. Okay. I'm not going to get ahead of myself. Okay. Um, but at this point, no, it doesn't, um, it doesn't, uh, it's not mandated. They just figured that it would be better for him to be in... An environment that will help him out emotionally um, to be able to get ahead. And, and that's where I disagree. So I don't think separating children, understandably, he's had some issues in school. Mm -hmm. But now you're taking that child out and saying, you're not accepted at this school. Exactly. You have to go to this, this other school for people in your condition, for people, you know, like yeah. yourself. Doesn't isn't that going to just inflame it more? Saying you're not normal. Let me take you out of place A, and we're going to put you in place C because that, that's where I you feel should like be. That's where one. That's where this ticking time bomb is generated for him. Okay. Being so, basically told. So we're just escalating situation. Yes. So small. So these are all the red flags. Gotcha. Prior to his big explosion, where he. He just does what his brain is telling him to do instead of doing what he knows is right. Okay. So. Um, so then, like I was saying, um, in 2014, he was transferred to that school. Um, at one point, he was actually a member of the junior um, ROTC. 
and he was actually getting A's in that, in that, um, he had received multiple awards, um, for his ad academic achievements with the R with the junior ROTC. Um, he got B's in other subjects, um, while he was in this school, but it was like he was progressing. They were seeing, you know, that he was doing something that he liked, something that was, you know, making him succeed. Um, <coughs> cough moment. <laughs> um, so he was actually, um, in some documents, he was, he was a member of the school's varsity air rifle team, which later I will come and say, I don't think that was good. Well, I'm, I'm going to assume not if, if we're, we're talking about a school shooting and he's getting awards for being part of the rifle team and the junior ROTC. I'm pretty sure that's not a good situation all around. And at this point is when he actually becomes very more intrigued into guns, rifles, all types of stuff. But but here's my other question. So if he was put into a specialized schooling for, you know, kids with anger and, and developmental mm -hmm. delays, mm -hmm. normally from what I've seen, you know, from Maine all the way down through New York here, those specialized schools don't include military programs so was this no. potentially like a military boot camp for this child that needed to be corrected in his ways and was separated shipped away you know kind of what you see in those mm -hmm. hallmark movies that you know the senator's son or whatever like does everything and so like i said um so then in august 28 2012 Cruz receives receives a suspension for fighting at West Glades Middle School. So he was at West Glades Middle School when he did the junior ROC, ROTC. Okay. Mm hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, and during um during the 2013 school year, 26. Um, this applied to like the incidents. So he had 26 incidents. Um, that were added on his record, where it was average nearly three incidents per month where he was fighting with somebody. So that's almost like one fight a week on average. Basically, you know. Um, then on January 15, 2013, Linda tells the Broward County Sheriff that her son has anger issues. Linda calls to advise her son has anger issues and ADHD um, and he has thrown her against the wall because she took away the Nintendo, well, the Xbox games system. And she also said that, you know, he's not harmful to himself. He's not harmful to her. But she made that call. So my thing is, at one point, you felt he was a danger because you called, you know, the sheriffs. But you're stating also that he's not a danger now. So, yeah. So why would you call in the first place? Exactly. I think, I think as a mother, um, she probably was like, okay, I need help. But then when she got on the phone, she wanted to protect her son. And I think that's a lot of, a lot of mother's issue is that, we want to protect our child 
from having to suffer their consequences. And instead, I feel like that makes it where they have that mentality where I can do wrong and get away with it until it becomes where they've done something unspeakable. And, and then the school shooting happens. Well, I mean, and if you're true, you start taking away and, and let's look at kids today, right? Our mm -hmm. kids today are so technologically advanced. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure your son could do a lot more with, uh, you know, digital technology than what we could have at, at their age. Oh, yeah. So you're taking away that yeah. fun thing for him. He's been in, he's notorious for being in fights. He's notorious for having anger issues. So at the first glance of, you know, us seeing yeah. that, if I'm his mom and I take it away and he starts yelling and, and, you know, potentially charging at me and I'm like, he's, he's going to fight me, you know, I'm going to call for backup, Yeah, you know, but then at the same time, I'm going to be like, that's my son. That's, I, I can't do that to my son. So I, I get both sides, but I, I do think she should have not backed down. Did she back down? Did she cancel? Well, she did let it go. But this wouldn't be the first call to the sheriffs. Would it be the last? About Nicholas. Ooh. Now, I'm not just, I'm not saying that she called every time, but you're going to hear numerous of other calls that was made due to his actions. Okay, so let's go ahead, hold on to our chairs, and get ready, okay? You ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Okay. Let's go. <laughs> As my computer supposes. Um, Are you ready is the question? Yes, I'm always ready. I think. <laughs> so like I said, um, so then the Broward County Sheriff's responded to the Cruz's Parkland home um, where Linda had made the report that she was thrown against the wall. Um, for And at this time, he was only 14 years old when this happened, just saying. I'm getting that look. I don't know why, but I'm getting that look. Because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to picture a 14-year-old throwing a grown adult into a wall. I mean, understandably, it's a it's a male and and the mom as a female. Look, okay, so when you're uh, when you're imagining this, are you imagining it as someone of our age or someone of an older age? Well, she was 57 when they adopted, right? So for him to be... No. I thought she was 50s. She wasn't near her 50s. Okay. She was in her 50s. In All her right. 50s, yeah. So even still, let she's probably <coughs> 60, mid-60s now. Mm -hmm. 64 now, yeah. I mean, that's still not not old. We're talking about a 14-year-old. Unless he's a linebacker, and, and I have a 9-year-old no. son who's pushing, you know, some, some no, hefty No, he's kind of like... Um, so I would say, imagine Sammy, Sammy's body type, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but in a more of a 14 years old body, still scrawny, still skinny, like. Yeah, no, I'm going to duct tape him to a kitchen chair. You sit your ass down. <laughs> oh my God. I don't, I don't care how. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So, um, because of this, 
Um, he went and got they they advised that he would go to mental health clinics. Um, but here's the thing: they said he didn't need to be held under Baker's Act. What's that? Oh, good that you mentioned that because I was about to explain it to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the Baker's Act is actually um, the Florida Department Mental Health Act. Um, which was initiated in 1971, which is commonly known as, like I said, the Baker's Act, which allows an involuntary institu- institutionalization and examination of an individual. So say if you're having a, a panic, manic, whatever moment, and I would call the, peep, the you know, popo, they can go ahead and do the Baker's Act. Say if you were my child. Which dang, you're pretty for being my child. Isn't kind of thing? Huh? Isn't it also known as well? What we know it as car mandated. Um. Legal, but it's just a legal. Uh, well, this wouldn't be where the court initiates it. This could be where the police yeah. feel that he's a danger, or that he needs to be sent and involuntarily institutionalized or sent to a psychiatric and they can do it right there and then and not have to wait for a court to say it. So like we're we're today's okay. today's age, if if Sam tries to have me committed and says I'm I'm batshit crazy and I'm like, whoa, I can say my ABCs, I know my phone number, I'm good to go. They can't touch me unless she has physical proof that I am a harm to myself or anybody around me. So this kind of negates that that voluntary symbol. They they can do it regardless. Yeah. Um. So let's move a little bit of ahead. On February sixth, two thousand fourteen, Cruz left West Glades Middle School in the eighth grade in a row. Um, in eighth grade, to go to a school that offers psychiatric and other clinical services on campus. Um, and then in January 13 of 2016, so we're getting close, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, Cruz transfers to Stoneman Douglas. Is that a... So what, what was the school that I mentioned earlier? Westgate's place? No, no, no. What was the school that I actually... Have you ever heard of the shooting? I forgot it already. <laughs> Guys, it was Stoneman Douglas. Huh? <laughs> oh my god! Wait, I, I didn't know if we were recapping all six schools he had went to, or well, this is gonna be one. Of, <clears throat> well, this is gonna be one of the finest schools. Like I said, I forgot it. you mentioned too many. I know he he was bounced around a lot, and I think this also um was where we lost where the. Where you would say like society and paperwork would get laws of what was the red flags to look out for, you know. Um, but he goes to the school, and this is probably, and I'm not gonna say probably, but this is no, this is gonna be like one of the last schools before everything goes down. Okay. So, on January 13, 2016, he goes and gets transferred to Stoneman Douglas, where he is allowed to leave Cross Creek in the 10th grade. So 
He was he did the whole middle school at West Glades. He did ninth and partial tenth in um Cross Creek, but Cross Creek let him go to main to basically their mainstream school. So he left the schooling where he was receiving that psychiatric mm-hmm. support, right. which was Cross Creek. Do we know whose decision that was? So what happened was they did. So when you're in special classes, you get this um kind of like um examination, like every few months. Mm-hmm. Like an IEP? Yeah. Okay. Um. So he got one and where they basically said, you know, to continue here, we would need you to do this and this, but you can go to, you know, a mainstream school. So he chose to say, fine, I'm going to mainstream, thinking that that would be beneficial for him, which turns out that wasn't beneficial for him. So the kid, the kid himself made that decision? The parents, the mother was not involved in any of their decision making? She was, but I, I, I want to, I don't want to bash her, but I feel like she was that parent that was basically, whatever my son wants, I'm okay with. Okay, because I'm about to bash her. I don't want to do it. I'll let you go. I'll let you you go. I mean, and I think at 2016, he was, what, 17, 16, 17 years old now? Yeah. Like, what what are you going to tell him? No? He's going to go and get emancipated and your opinion's irrelevant anyway? True. At at that point, I would say, yeah, he could probably chuck me against a wall and probably duct tie me to the chair. At that point, you know? Yeah, yeah, he's 18, yeah. Yeah, so... (laughs) At that point, it, it wouldn't. It, once he turns eighteen, it, he can unenroll, re-enroll wherever he yeah. wants because he's a legal adult. Well, technically, yeah. Once you turn eighteen, and you well, get the he host- was at this point. He's only about sixteen. Okay. Impossible. He was twenty sixteen. He was born in what ninety eight. Yeah, eighteen. He's eighteen already. Well, if he was born in 98, I'm, I'm taking the month out of it. Oh, no, 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 yeah. He, no, but he's about to be 18. Right. He's 17. Okay, so 17. Okay. So because of that age, they... They let him go. Yeah. Um, so he went into the mainstream public high school of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School on February 5th, 2016. Now, there was anonymous reports that Cruz stated... Um, that Cruz stated on his Instagram that he planned on shooting up a school. I love how her eyes just went big. Um, so the because that's not a red flag for a kid who's had yeah. issues with aggression, who publicly on a social media platform, which I'm sure plenty of his classmates have seen, is like, "Hey, I'm gonna go shoot up this school with my rifle awards that I won from all of my schools I've been put through," because that's not a red flag. I told you we're gonna go through all his red flags that everybody has noticed, but the authorities did not take the proper steps, in my opinion. I'm gonna blame this majority of this crap on the propos. I don't care. Just saying it. 
So now the demo, 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 demo. <laughs> it's not the football's fault. It's the mother's fault for not going through with the original complaint. Well, no, my thing is, my thing is, if if a popo could say, wait, we already have it, wait, we no. already have numerous statements, they should do something. They should take some kind of action. Well, the involuntary should have been involuntary, and they should have put him when they had the, the statue to do it. Yeah, but if he's as, well, if he's as psychotic as he appears to be, man, I can lie and, and, put on a straight face and hold it for days during situations. So is, he could act a certain way while he's still angry and festering inside to get himself I'm a, I'm out gonna of show you. I'm going to show you a picture of this guy. And the thing is, his face makes you not think he was actually this criminalized kid. No, he looks like somebody who killed cats at the age of four. Okay, that's not the picture that I needed you to see. Let it go. <laughs> I'm, Let I'm, me go. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Okay, so that one makes him look like um, Jeffrey Dahmer. I don't know who that is. <gasps> I'm not going there. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Okay, so I'm actually right now just trying to find some stuff that I had before. What are you doing, young lady? Okay, so like I was saying, so the Bowman um, Rowood County Sheriff received a report from an unnamed neighbor who says that Cruz posted a photo of himself with guns um, on Instagram saying he was planning on shooting up the school. The sheriff's office forwarded the information to the Stoneman Douglas School Resource Officer, which, guess what? Nothing happened. Nothing was done. It was que sera sera. Um, and then on September 28th, September 28, 2016, Cruz now, so on September 28th, um, Cruz is now 18 years old. Yay! So he can be prosecuted as an adult. <coughs> yes, ma'am. Um, so then Sheriff receives two more reports related to Cruz alleged hurting himself. The school resource officer reports that a peer counselor told him that Cruz ingested gasoline in an effort to commit suicide, and he was cutting himself. He was also allegedly said he wanted to buy a gun and posted hate-related symbols. A mental clinic later states that Cruz did not need to be held under the Baker's Act. Now, I'm going to pause right there, because if you're digesting... Freaking gasoline, okay? Gasoline, okay? And you're cutting yourself. Where do you feel that you don't need to be held under the Baker's Law or the Baker's Act? Well, even the Baker's the Baker's Act is involuntary, so that would be on the the health facility that mm -hmm. didn't admit him. 
But I'm still confused on how we go from causing self-harm to that anger being broadcasted outward. You'll see. Oh. He's been saying for a while already he wants to shoot up a school. But I... And, and I get that, but the anger has always been outward. It's always been fights in school. It's always been, you know, those, that hatred being projected outward. Mm -hmm. That inward suicidal attempt mm -hmm. just seems very out of character. Even though I don't know him, I don't know, just from the situation and kind of everything that he's gone through, it, it's just very off key to me, maybe. Well, the only time he really interacts with his brother, just saying, um, is when they're playing Halo on the Xbox. Other than that, his brother is normally, was normally always, you know, hanging out with his own friends, hanging out and not, and unfortunately, Nicholas was a loner by himself. Was Nicholas into drugs out of curiosity? No. Are we trying to drug him? No, I'm, I'm. He should have been under some drugs, I'm, some I'm kind just, of medication. I'm but... just curious because it. I was just wondering if if drugs played a toll, played a part in this at at some point. No, because I'm I'm still hung up on that suicidal attempt. I did not see that one coming because everything else has been outward and and that you know self harm is dealing with in, internal pain, which he's been projecting. But now it's gotten to a point where it's. Well, let's also he remember. He doesn't want to deal with it anymore. His dad died when he was six years old. Uh huh. He's been bouncing around from school to school. Uh huh. The only thing he's good at is the junior ROTC and the air rifle team. Everything else, he's basically made to feel like he's not worth it. Hmm. So I can put myself where I can see why he went into a suicide mode when you're like 18 years old and you're like, where have I amount? And you're still a junior. You're still a junior at 18. Well, and, and I, I can relate to that because I, I dropped out of school my senior year and I was already over the age of 18. And, you know, I think everybody goes through a phase where they're like, you know, what is happening in my life? depending on, you know, the situations and how severe they are, it can lead to that depressional state that, mm -hmm. you know, you just think that the people or your life just has no meaning and, and the people that are in your life would somehow be better off and, and you start to try and justify it and things of that nature. But every other time before that, he's fought outward. Yeah. So something had to have triggered that event for him to now internalize it instead of broadcasting it outward. So here's the thing. I'm going to let you have that contemplation in your head for the remainder of your life. I, and I probably am going I'm to. I'm never going to give you an answer. <laughs> I, I, I... Yeah, because it, it's weird. It's so weird that he fights. He's a fighter. A fighter normally doesn't inflict um, harm to himself. No. no, he's been a fighter since he was a kid. Yeah. Something's wrong there. There's something missing. Well, sure. remember, guys, he has mental delayed issues. He has learning disability. He has, they said he has autism and he has ADHD. Yeah, but I, yeah, I but have. 
I have autistic nephews. Yeah, I know. So, and, and they're on both sides of the spectrum. So I do have a nephew who, at, at the beginning, when they were transitioning and, and trying to get it fully diagnosed, mm -hmm. you know, part of Asperger's is some some form of self-harm. Yeah. You know, whether it's, you know, hitting your head or whether it's, you know, cutting things of that nature, but that's all internalized. Mm -hmm. Usually people with Asperger's are, are one way or another. So they yeah. either lash out or they self-inflict. It's normally not a combination of both because once you find that rhythm of, um, you know, release. Yeah that that's what you stick with because that's what you become comfortable with. That's what you become accustomed to knowing, okay, if I do this, it's going to make me feel better. That's why people who cut when they go through, you know, bad situations, they cut, they physically can feel the pain and they can mm -hmm. see the release of their blood. That's what triggers them to calm. So to go from being a, I'm going to cause you pain because it's going to make me feel better because I'm going to get my aggression out to, let me hurt myself because I'm not worth it. Mm -hmm. Knowing that there's a school shooting coming down the line here, there's something happened that was so extravagant to change it this one time. And it's, it's going to bug me. I'm going to research it. I am. Yeah. No, it's bugging me too. See? It's bugging me too because there's no, <laughs> there's, there's something that's missing there. 100%. There's, there's something missing. Okay. You're going to. And I'm going to bet that it's drugs. There's. <laughs> There's, he's not doing drugs or maybe he's off his he had if he was undergoing off, yeah. psychiatric and he has adhd yeah. you know ritalin <coughs> ritalin was commonly used during that time frame because i remember my brothers had ADHD. well even adderall which my kids take adderall um it's it does have a thing where it can cause um suicidal tendency mm -hmm. um it can cause um, depression and a lot of other stuff. But it also can cause adverse reactions yeah. if it's improperly diagnosed. True. So like I said, like I'm going to tell you now, you ready for another, another, what the fridge? But you can't go on a tantrum on this one, okay? Okay. Okay. So eight hours after that, eight, hour, eight hours after this um, phone call, right, where he was... He did. Um, he got that phone call stating that he was trying to commit suicide. He was cutting and all like this. Um, the sheriff gets a response, has to respond to his house um, because there was allegations that Cruz once again was trying to hurt himself, and he wanted to buy a gun. Hmm. Now, later. Uh, September 28, 2016, um, State Welfare Agency up, opens a case on Cruz um, fighting medical neglect. So he was refusing to take his meds. So he was off his meds. Yeah, it but was you said drug drugs. Related. No, you Hold said on. drugs. Hold Anybody on. would think that Any... is not prescription drug. It doesn't matter. A drug is a drug. Whether well, it's I... prescribed it's to you, it's a street drug. Because <laughs> let me tell you... You, your, your children may be on Adderall, but I can tell you, I can go down the block and buy it out of somebody's hand and it's still a drug. No matter how you dice it, drugs are drugs. Amen. Right. Yeah. Yeah, something, something's not right there. 
Okay. And, and that's, 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 that's it. He's off his medicine. So, um, Florida Department of Children and Family opened the case, right? And calls him a vulnerable adult due to mental illness. Okay. The report notes that Cruz said he plans to buy a gun, but he does not state what for. I mean, does it, at that point, does it matter? You've posted on social media, you're going to shoot So people. my thing is, here's where, it doesn't matter whether you wanted to buy a gun for what reason. does not matter. One, you're trying to hurt yourself. So one, I'm going to think either you're going to use a gun on yourself, then the posting on the, the fact that you want to shoot up a school. So I'm, those are two right, red flags right there. Either you're, you're attempting to kill yourself or you're attempting to use that gun to harm others. But in, in 2016... So that's where Florida Department dropped the ball on him. Yes. But in 2016, all of the the gun laws and everything were enacted, right? I think they went in early 2000s. Like, you have to have a permit. You have to go through gun safety courses. You can't have a record. Things of that nature. Well, so remember, he technically doesn't have a record. He just has reports, which are not going to be given to that place where he buys a gun. Correct. But you also have to have three references. You have to have, because I've, I've looked into applied. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know here in New York State, the only gun that you can purchase without going through that whole legal process and court validation is a rifle. Oh, God. He bought a rifle. <laughs> She's jumping. She's I'm not, jumping. I'm just, I'm just thinking about all of the hoops that everybody would have to go through, even in 2016. I've gone. You're making a, me squeak. I've gone to a rifle range. You know, I've I've wanted to shoot handguns, but I didn't have an active permit mm-hmm. to be able to rent one or use one at the firing range. Yeah. So I had to use a rifle. A rifle. A rifle. I mean, listen. I would have. I would love to be a sniper. I would love it. All right. So we're going to go to November 12th of 2016, where Florida Department of Children and Family closes the case on Cruz, stating that the initial arrest of the to the victim. So he was arrested? No, I meant assessed. I'm oh. Sorry. I meant assessed. I was going to say. I was typing very fast, and I made a mistake. Sorry, my bad. Oh, that's okay. So they're saying that... First of all, they call him a victim, which I'm like, huh, well, but I get it. It's paperwork. Um, he has depression and ADHD, and then they state that he has a their final um, assessment assessment for him was that he was low risk, okay, of any kind of like violence, which I'm my opinion. I'm like, mm, really, he's low risk of violence. Okay, let's let let's find out a couple of years later on that part. You ready? So, like I said, people are dropping the ball on this kid. These are red flags. <laughs> so then, um, so they say that he's a low risk, noting that he has mental health, that his mental health clinician says that Cruz takes medication regularly and keeps his appointments. But wasn't this whole case started because he had medical neglect? 
Yeah, but once he turned 18, he's no longer a child. He can legally make that decision whether he wants to take his medication or not. I think he should have stayed taking his medication. Which, which I I think all of all of the families would agree that he should have stayed on his medication as well. Yeah. But once you turn 18 and you gain those legal rights as an American citizen, it's your choice. Yeah. So, um, they also state that he, you know, was suffering from depression, ADHD, and autism, and that he didn't have a gun. Okay. Doesn't mean he's not going to get one. So then, on January 19, 2017, Cruz is reported for an assault in Stoneman, Douglas. That's a high school, okay? Um, Cruz is reported for a, an alleged assault and referred to for a threat assessment according to the school dis disciplinary report. On February 8, 2017, Cruz leaves Stoneman, Douglas, okay? And... Enrolls into an off-campus learning center in front, um, which is gonna is basically is gonna offer him his high school diploma, and it also offers vocational training. Um, and at the time he also applies, um, at his local dollar store, so he's working and taking online class online classes, um, instead of being at the school. So it it's kind of like Job Corps. Because Job Corps offers vocational skills, educational skills mm -hmm. in a setting that traditional school systems mm -hmm. don't work for some people or they have yeah. kind of troubled past, essentially. Okay, you ready? No. <laughs> uh. So, on. Um... Okay, one second, guys. I'm having technical issues. So on February 11th of 2017, Cruz files a... He, actually, he purchases um, an AR-15... Um, from a Coral Springs, Florida gun store named the Sunrise Tactical Supply. The transaction is later confirmed by the retailer's lawyers. Federal authorities say that the gun was purchased legally by Cruz, okay? And that he purchased at least 10 weapons before the shooting. Um, and they were all rifles? Mm-hmm. Every, he he actually even posts on Instagram a picture of his rifles. Really? Wow. Yeah. So here's here's my thing with that. So the whole gun, you know, laws that were passed, you mm -hmm. there is or should be a, a one day waiting period because they run your social security number mm -hmm. against a database to know how many firearms you've actually purchased. So unless he went in and laid down boatloads of cash to walk out the door on the same day so it didn't have time for his social to hit the system, but it says that he bought them all from the same place. The same place. So yep. how do you not recognize an 18-year-old coming in 
buying 10 rifles or variations of shotguns, things of that nature, not handguns. We're talking about assault rifles, an mm -hmm. AR-15. Mm -hmm. How does that not register to somebody? So how, how does it not register for somebody to drop the ball and say, yo, no. And he was only, what, 19 maybe? I think not even still at um, this age at this time? Yeah, at this time he's still um 18. Barely 18. Yeah. Right. And he's already bought. <coughs> he, he's got an assault. You could already, yeah, he's got an assault rifle. And he, even when I read the statue on how to possess a gun in, in Florida, it says you have to be 21. But that's now. What was it in 2016? Well, that's I'm, I'm trying to check that now. But I'm looking at the date to see. And I put I actually put 2017 to see what was the statute then. Because something is not right. He must have, like you said, he must have paid money and just like, hey, under the table type stuff. Well, in one of the articles that I did read... Um, his first weapon he purchased with his mom. So this might have been that purchase where he brought the rifles with his mom. Okay. So what mom, who's been attacked by her son, Listen, my son made allegations... No. Well, I'm not taking my son to any gun store if I felt threatened at any point over the last 18 years. I am not <coughs> taking him to a store to buy an arsenal of artillery. I wouldn't either, but it's not my kid. I, I don't know what to say. I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. So then let, let me, let me, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. So September, 2017, Nicholas Cruz says he plans to be a school shooter. And he states this in a comment on a YouTuber named, and he, this guy is a build bombman. So how, this kid is out of his mind. Just saying it right there. He's out of his damn mind. Um, his name is Ben. Benite. Benite. Yep. Um, so the guy goes and reports it and alerts the FBI, which they, it, they two agents go and interview him to go ahead and let them know what's going on. Then in November 1st, 2017, Linda, unfortunately, dies of pneumonia. So she goes to CVS thinking that she just had the flu. And she went there to go and get um, medicine. And let's just say the clinic there calls 911 for her to go to the hospital. She never leaves the hospital. I'm I'm glad that you said that CVS called nine one one because I thought she was going to like pick up a script and Nicholas was going to change it for something and like starting at that home base like that's how no um so Zachary actually had to tell Nicholas that their mom died so remember Zachary's the younger brother and he has to. He explains how a lot of the times he has to play the older brother and not be able to be the younger brother. So this was one of those cases where he had to, you know, be older than what he is. Um, so then Zachary, who... So Linda dies and 
the boys move into a family a family member um her name is Roxanne Deschamps and she takes Nicholas and Zachary and they move to Lake Wharf Florida which is 30 minutes from Parkland okay then on November 4th 2017 Linda's co cousin advises sheriffs to take away all of his guns all of Nicholas's guns she wants him to take it away um uh stating that her her cousin recently died and leaving behind Nicholas 19 and um Zachary Cruz and she wanted him his rifles to be taken away and there was they said that there was a request for BSO which is Broward Sheriff Office um, to recover the weapons. Do you think it was done? Well, no, because legally, like, that would be me saying, I want you to go take Sam's guns away. I don't have any. Exactly. I don't have guns. If there's no legal, he's he's never been arrested, so playing yeah. devil's advocate, even though she's like, you know, the mom died, he's got an arsenal of artillery sitting in this home, go take it away from him. They mm. have no, no legal rights legal because legal there's, legal there's been no, he legally was able to purchase them. Yeah. And that was after posting on social media. That was after the investigations and everything. So <coughs> at this point, I'm, I'm not surprised that they didn't go and remove the rifles. No, I understand. Okay, so now I want you to hear a recording that was done on in November by Roxanne Deschamps. Um, she called authorities to report a fight between Cruz and her son. And she said that Cruz became violent, um, punching the walls, and left to go get his gun. She tells law enforcement that she forbade Cruz from bringing guns to her home. Now, here's a listen. So I know it might have been very low, but I hope you were able to hear it. It's just, um, yeah. She's quiet. I got her there. Well, because I'm... Uh, I didn't hear it at all, by the way. Oh, you wouldn't, because you're on the same same electronic it was broadcasted off. No, okay. Um, but it just, just to kind of recap, so the recording is into uh, the Boward... Yeah, Sheriff's, the Sheriff's office, office. Letting them know that, you know, Nicholas has buried a, a nine oh. millimeter yep. in the backyard after he was forbade not to bring any firearms onto the property. 
Um, and the dispatcher asks, he's 19, and he was like, yes, he is. And that that's kind of where the, the recording ends off there, which, you know, it's <laughs> red <what> flag. You... <laughs> Why would we bury a 9mm gun? Usually if you find something buried or underwater, it's, it's been involved. It's hide. Yeah, it's been involved in something. Mm-hmm. So then on November 30th, 2017, um... Roxanne um, calls again, authority. Wait, no, I read that. Okay, so a caller from Massachusetts tells the sheriff's office that Cruz, um, <clears throat> that Cruz was collecting guns and knives and could kill himself or become a school shooter. A deputy refers the caller to the Palm Beach Sheriff's Office after the um, <clears throat> sorry. After the caller notes, Cruz has moved to Lake Worth, um, Florida. The Palm Beach, um, Sheriff's Office says that they were never told about this threat, um, and how true it was. So, once again, this is why I say the Popo has dropped their ball when it comes to this case. So, now they're deflecting... So they're they're claiming they never were advised. They're deflecting mm-hmm. any any guilt in the situation. Yeah. Yep. So then, um, in late November of 2017, Cruz leaves the family, the family um, friend's home, the Deshans, and he moves into the Snades home. Then on, and I'm gonna go rapid fire on this right now, so we could get closer to the shooting. Okay. So then, on January 5th, 2018, FBI received a tip from a person close to Nicholas who is worried about Cruz getting into a into school and just shooting the place up. The caller reported concerns about Cruz's gun ownership, the desire to kill people, erratic behavior, and dis- disturbing social media posts, as well as the potential of Cruz conducting a school shooting. The agency ignores this warning. The student... The shooting, now we're going to go into the shooting, okay? So, hold your pants, hold your socks, hold your butt, okay? So, the student, the shooting takes place during the afternoon of February 14th, 14th of 2018 at the Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, Um, which is, it's very like, how do I put it? Very kind of suburban type of location. So, according to police report, the shooter, which is Cruz, um, was carrying a rifle case and a backpack. He was spotted and recognized by a staff member who radioed a colleague and that he was work walking purposefully towards Building 12. However, he did not pursue the shooter or call a code red to lock down the school. So we just let people walk across our campus with a rifle case purposefully. So he's on a mission. He's power walking across this campus with a rifle case in hand mm-hmm. and school security does nothing. Yep. So the first staff member later claims that his training called for only reporting threats 
His colleague hid in a closet. Because he knew what was coming. He knew what was coming. But here, so here's my question. Why, out of all the schools that Nicholas went to, why Stoneman? That was the last school he was at. Okay. And that was, I think that was the closest one. He took an Uber there. So what happened was the Sneeds um, family, they told him if he was going to school. He said to them, he doesn't go to school on Valentine's Day, which a lot of people don't. Because they just feel that it's that awkward moment. Did the shooting happen on Valentine's Day? I just said. That that didn't register. That didn't register. (laughs) The bloody Valentine. That didn't register. It was done on Valentine's Day. Um, And it was actually the school closest to him. And he had the t-shirt. The school t-shirt on. Yeah, she's quiet now. I'm processing. Okay, so he goes, he enters the building 12, which is a three-story structure containing 30 classrooms typically occupied by about 900 students and 30 teachers. Damn. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a bad ratio. So, armed with an R-15, an AR-15 style semi-automatic rifle, and a multiple of magazines, the shooter enters a hallway and began firing indiscriminately as students and teachers a fire alarm fire alarm went off either pulled by the shooter or activated by smoke from the gunfire they're not sure which like what exactly i've never fired an ar15 but i don't think the smoke from it will i i don't do that much and and i've i've shot a few guns (coughs) in my day their smoke is not that powerful it's not it's definitely not <laughs> not, I think my humidifier dis- does more smoke. Yeah, than- <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna assume that he pulled the fire alarm himself to, get people, to cause a frenzy. Yeah, and get people to come out of the classroom. That way, it's easier to just rampage fire down the hallway there. Yeah. Um. So, which would have caused the confusion because there had been a fire drill earlier in the day. So. The shooter first killed three students in the hallway, then fired through the windows of four closed classroom doors, killing six more students and wounding 13 others. Students were unable to seek shelter at hard corners, areas of the classroom that people could safely hide at if a gunman peered through the window of a door. Um... And because of the cl- of many of the classrooms in Building Twelve lacked one, furniture otherwise obstructed potential safe spaces. Two of those two of those were killed. Of those killed were students in Ivory Sharmis Sh- Sh- Holocaust History class. Sharmis was teaching a class lesson on combating hate. When the shooter fired shots into her classroom, around typical, five, huh? huh? Typical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The subject was typical to what was going on in school and in the school. Apparently, not knowingly. Um. So, around five, 
around five students from her class, I'm going to say her class, was injured. According to the teacher, the shooter was unaware he was shooting into a classroom on the Holocaust. But you're shooting at the school. I don't think he Why cared. I don't think he cared. Being honest, I don't think he cared. Even though he was scrolled, he had scrolled SWAT stickers on the ammunition magazines that he left at the school. He knew. He didn't care. No, but you... Go ahead. I'm going to stay quiet. (laughs) Why? Because, I mean, he had to have known that the, the program was there. He's been to that school. Mm-hmm. He knows what courses are offered, things of that nature. And he left his magazine clips with swastikas drawn on them. Yes. So you purposely shot up that classroom. Purposely. So now, I'm not going to lie. The concern that I have as a parent, and you know, not that I think that any school shootings will happen, but the fact that this school did not have their corners, and I, I've heard about it before, like the school classrooms and the layout of them are specifically designed for lockdown scenarios such as this. Mm-hmm. But they had large furniture, things of that nature, blocking these kids' safe spaces. Best believe Monday morning, I'm going to call the principal <laughs> of my kid's school. Not that I think it will happen, but obviously, you know, you... It, it comes out of nowhere. You yeah. can't... There's been massive school shootings across the country. You know, it, it's not like it's going to stop. It's not like we're never yeah. going to have anymore. It could be, you know, my kid's school. It could be your kid's school. It could be the school, you know, next to Papito. You you just... You never know. And it's very... It, that part is scary to me, knowing that the school was not prepared to safeguard the children. In, sure. in addition to the the security that, you know, again, deflected responsibility and said, I wasn't supposed to call a code red. I just had to report it. Okay. Well, whose job is it to call the code red and lock down the school before this kid carrying the assault rifle walked across the lawn into this building 12. Well, the thing is he also walked past him. So right there, I'm like, dude, you could have tackled him right there. You could have. And, and the, the employee who hid in a closet when that report came in, if you're hiding in a closet ahead of everybody else knowing what's going on, you know what's coming. If you're safeguarding yourself in a closet, you know what's coming. You just subjected these 900 people in this building. That's on you. Exactly. So I'm going to continue. As the shooting unfolds, a code red was still not called due to the confusion among school employees over who had the authority to do so. (laughs) Does it matter? Does it matter? Somebody just opened fire. There are people dying. So at about 2.21 p.m., a staff member eventually um, activates a lockdown but only after discovering the body of a victim and hearing gunfire. So let's lock down the school with the sniper in it. Yes! Yeah, yeah. Because now you have the chance to cut everybody in there because the school's locked down. Nobody's coming in to help. 
Yeah, nobody's coming in or out. So you just waited. You see a victim on the floor. Mm-hmm. You hear gunshots. You call a code red. You lock that school down. Guess what? That shooter is now locked down in that school with you. Right. Yeah. So you ready for more? No. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you, though. No. It's coming. No. We're not. No. So anyway, an armed school resource officer of the Broward County Sheriff's Office was on campus when the shooting broke out. And he remained outside between building 12 and the adjacent building 7. So, so, and not not for the fact that he was locked out, but I'm not going to lie. If I was an officer, whether I was armed with a, with a bullet gun, uh, what are they, the rubber bullets yeah. or a taser or whatever, if I'm by myself and I'm taking on somebody and I hear semi-automatic weapons popping off, Number one, if you're outside, you don't know how many people are in there. All you hear is the bullets and the gunfire. I'm, I'm well, not going to lie. Bullets, you hear the, you, the trajectory. Yeah, you hear the, you hear the guns popping off as they're fired. But I'm not going to lie. If I'm one person and I got a, a 9 millimeter in my holster and I only got 10 rounds in my clip and I hear semi-automatics going off for 10 minutes here and they're still going, I'm probably not going to rush into that building either. But I'm... I hope he called for reinforcements very quickly. And if, and if he was in there, what can he do with it? I mean, like, you, you got a semi-automatic compared to 10 bullets in your gun. I mean, it, it does only take one bullet. So if he's a good marksman, technically he could probably get in with one shot right. and take down the shooter. But you also have kids who are in a frenzy because they see people, you know, going down. They see blood. They hear what's going on. Mm-hmm. If you don't know exactly who he is and exactly what's going on, you te- you you yeah, can A-O. take out the wrong person. So after killing two staff members near a stairwell, the shooter went to the second floor where he fired into two more classrooms, but it didn't he didn't hit anybody. Okay? On the third floor, he shot and killed five students and another staff member who all had been stranded in the hallway. Four other students were injured. Um, next, he went into the teacher's lounge where he attempted to shoot out the hurricane-resistant windows facing the yard in order to target students and staff fleeing below, but he failed at that. Um, after he stopped shooting, possibly because his rifle probably jammed, um, Cruz attempted... He dropped his rifle on the third floor of the building and left the scene blending in with the kids that were fleeing. Now, remember I said he was wearing the school shirt. I know. That's why I said if if the security guard had gone in, he wouldn't have known who he was looking for. But can we go back to the facility staff room? Had hurricane-proof windows? So it's Florida, so all the windows had that kind of window system, which is, it's to protect the, the building. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is also, you'll see it in like, in schools in Puerto Rico, some schools in Puerto Rico, like universities, they have that as well. And it's just because of the hurricane. It's, it's a harder uh, material to kind of break. But not in the windows, in the doors for the classrooms for protection. Of the well, because remember that's inside the school. Uh, they still get blown out, right? If a hurricane takes out the outside windows, it can still take out the inside, right? 
The yeah, but he didn't shoot the outside windows. No, he shot, he shot inside. In, when you're I know, inside. But it still makes me mad. They should still be bulletproof for protection. Well, I think you should write a letter to the school I and am. say, I'm gonna, you know, for future reference, you I should am. put this. I'm gonna I'm gonna research what what school uh reconstructions. So I'm gonna let you know. Nothing they has demolished, been done. They demolished this building. Oh. Well, okay. that's great, but what about all the rest of the schools that have been hit? This is now making me very sad. I went from being intrigued to being upset and fired up, and now I'm just upset because there there's so many red flags and okay. so many adults that should have stepped in and you, didn't. I'm going to make you mad now. I'm going to get you mad, okay? Don't get me fired so, up. I'm going to fire you. You ready? Uh-huh. Okay. Are you ready? And you all, are you ready? <laughs> I'm going to put the light underneath your guys' asses. Sorry for saying that word, but yeah. Okay, so after he flees the scene, guess where he goes? Back to his house. No. Oh. He goes and eats. I know where he goes. Oh, he goes to eat. He goes to eat at a fast food restaurant. Oh, he was just so hungry. Um, And then he stops at the mall to get a soda on his way. Um, Then he lingers before leaving on foot at 301. Um, at about 3.40, police stop him about two miles from the school in Windham Lakes neighborhood of Coral Springs and arrest him as the suspected shooter. Cruz was then taken to the hospital emergency room with labored breathing. After 40 minutes, Cruz was released back to police custody and booked into the Broward County Jail. The shooting lasted for about six minutes in total, and all the victims were shot within just under four minutes. So this was all rapid pace that was going on. It sounded like it was it was like for a good amount of time, but it was all quick. Um. <clears throat> so she's quiet. I'm I'm quiet because he was arrested as a suspect, not yeah. as a one of these 900 people who were in this building who he went to school there, teachers, fellow classmates, things of that nature. Understandably, yes, it's it's an elevated, escalated situation. Everybody's frantic, but nobody saw who he was to confirm it. Well, we're gonna we're gonna Does get he here. get released. No, we're gonna I'm get. I'm gonna get up and walk out. I can't. We're, we're, gonna, <laughs> we're gonna get there. So, school surveillance camera video was alleged to show Cruz as a shooter, and he was recognized by eyewitness. While SWAT paramedics were inside the building, additional paramedics from the local fire rescue department repeatedly requested to enter the building. Um, these requests were denied by the Broward Sheriff's Office even after the suspect was arrested. Okay? So you have paramedics and legal authorities trying to enter the building so after... The SWAT, no, the SWAT paramedics was in the building. So they know how to handle, like, tactical the, issues and all like crisis. that. gotcha. Yeah. But now the other paramedic, the regular, you know... Fire, rescue... The local ones who did nothing to stop it prior with all the red flags are being denied, and now they're butthurt. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, 
So there was 12 victims who died inside the building, three who died just outside um, of the building on the school premises, and two that died in the hospital. So, are you okay? I'm, I'm good. Okay. It just, it puts it into reality. I have children, you know? So just so that you know, um, there was actually 17, kid, 17 people who died and then 17 who were injured. Okay? That doesn't make it better. I, I, I'm not saying it's going to make it better. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Um, the 14 students and three staff members killed were Alyssa Al-Hadef. And I'm sorry if I say their names wrong. Um, I'm trying my hardest. Um, she was 14. Scott Beagle, it was 35. Martin Duquek, Duquek um, was 14. Nicholas DeWarrett was 17. Aaron Fies, 37. Jamie Guttenberg, 14. Chris Hickson, 49. Luke Hoyer, 15. Kara Logren was 14. Gina Montealto was 14. Joaquin Oliver, 17. Alana Petty, 14. Meadow Polak, 18. Helena Ramsey, 17. Alex Shartner, Shartner, 14. Cameron Shentrup. Shentrup, 16. Peter Wang, 15. Um, so he does confess to the crime. He doesn't, he doesn't, you know, deny what he did. He does confess to it. Um, so at his initial arraignment the day after the shooting, Cruz was charged with 17 counts of premeditated murder and held without bond. According to the affidavit by the sheriff's office, Cruz confessed to the shooting. It was also claimed Cruz told officers that he brought additional loaded magazines hidden in his backpack. Cruz was placed on suicide watch in an isolated cell, solitary confinement, after the arraignment. Lead defense counsel Jordan Weeks asked Broward um, Circuit Judge Elizabeth Schur to rescue to recuse herself, claiming that she previous comments that her previous comments and rulings showed favoritism towards the prosecution, which would prevent Cruz from receiving a fair trial. She disagreed and declined the request on February 26th. Now, on March 7th, 2018, the grand jury indicted Cruz on 34 charges, 17 counts of first-degree murder, and 17 counts of attempted first-degree murder. He was arraigned on March 13th, and the prosecutor filed notice for their intent to seek the death penalty. They said they can prove five other uh, aggravating factors that qualify a murder for a death penalty in Florida. Cruz declined to enter a plea, so sh Shiver um, entered non-guilty, not guilty on his behalf. The defense had earlier offered a guilty plea in the death penalty where were taken off the table and reiterated it immediately before it was refused. 
So during the week of April 8th to April 12th of 2018, the judge includes three pages, um, a three-page letter from the Minnesotan into court record on of the case. The late ugh, I can't talk today. <laughs> the letter was addressed to the judge and claimed that research into Cruz's past led the writer to believe Cruz suffered from a development disability and that he was fearful of other people and was threatened by bullies. Once again, I say no matter what the hell you're being bullied of, there's no reason to take somebody else's life. No reason. Um, the letter ended by claiming that Cruz appeared to be consumed by sadness and depression. And if you watch all his YouTube videos, he does express remorse for what he did. Which, okay, granted, okay, fine. But you should have had that thought process before you deal with your action. Um, that same week, a hearing was held to determine if Cruz was entitled to a public defender. Um, so because his mom, when his mom died, there was a, she had an estate of almost $900,000. Um, so when everything got situated with that, they ended up finding out that he could not get a public defender. He had to get, um, a regular defender. And to kind of cut this more further short, I'm going to skip over most of the, like the legal jumble mumbles. Um, and so recently, okay, um, he actually, he got into a fight with one of the officers at the jail where he punched him, um, and he ended up grabbing his taser. Now, he didn't use the taser. It it did discharge, but he didn't use the taser on the officer, but he did have to go and get an extra sentence for that. Um... So the reason why he attacked him was because the officer told him to stop dragging his sandals and lift his, like, basically, like, lift your feet, stop dragging your the sandals across the floor. I guess it sounds really awful. Um, and he decided he wasn't going to comply with that. He stuck out his middle finger and decided to come out swinging. Not the smartest idea, but yeah. Um, so then... We're going to move forward. Um, recently, um, the so Cruz trial initially was scheduled to begin on January 27, 2020, but because of the pandemic, that was delayed. Um, so then the case was expected to go on trial on September 2021. However, the start date of the trial was not set. Um, prior to the beginning of his trial, Judge Elizabeth Schreer ruled that the use of derogatory words to refer to Cruz would not be allowed. So you can only ca call him either um, killer, school shooter, or murderer. You couldn't call him anything further than that besides his last name or his name. Okay? So I'm going to get closer now. So on October 14, a trial was scheduled for the following day where it was reported that Cruz would plead guilty to the battery charge for the officer, okay? And then on October 20, a plea hearing was scheduled for the murder and attempt murder charges, where Cruz pled guilty um, to all charges. He made a statement after pleading guilty in which he expressed regret 
which I did see that one, and you can see. And his response um, was also that he feels the ones who should sentence him shouldn't be the judge nor the prosecutor. It should be the families of his victims. Does he not realize? Does he not realize that they want to see him dead? It, w- it would be an eye for an eye. Exactly. But at this point, they're, they're saying that he's back on his medicine, so he is um, he is coming to terms with the... The realization of his shit. I'm, I'm surprised his uh, defense attorney didn't try to plead temporary insanity because of lack of medication. He probably would have gotten away with it then, being honest. So he did take his sentence and he did plead guilty to all 34 charges. And he will spend the rest of his life in jail. And he is going to be facing each char- each sentence. Um consecutively so one after the other after the other after the other, after the other yeah but once at that point you know uh a murder charge can take you anywhere from what most of them are a lifetime sentence so so you're doing at least 17 life sentences for he's doing 26 years for each um each sentence and he has 34 of them yeah he ain't going nowhere nope he's gonna die but because he pled guilty, it could take the whole death penalty off completely. So, which, um, if I'm right, he actually is going to just have life sentence without parole. Which, in that YouTube video of his um, his trial, he, he does agree to the fact that he knows that he's going to be put in jail and he'll never get out. And he cannot... Um, Try to later on fight it. He can't appeal it. Nope. No appeals or anything. So that is the story of the Stoneman Douglas um, school shooting. And that's so far the story of Nicholas Cruz. Um, Any thoughts from you guys? I mean, I think I've pretty well voiced it along the way. Normally, as a listener, I, I sit there and, like, talk to myself through your podcast. So, it, I think just, it, it's insane, you know, how, I, I wish he would have sought help. You know, the school mm-hmm. that he was at for psychiatrics, to be honest, I'm surprised that that's not where he went for the school shooting um but i i i guess because stoman was in such close proximity um it it just baffles me you know how so many adults and i said this earlier so many adults could see all the red flags his mom things of that nature and and just let it go yeah What about you, Annuel? Um, first and foremost, I don't think we should ever do a double feature like this again, ever. Because um, now I'm just pissed off. And I blame you for it, directly. <laughs> Why me? And there's nobody else's fault but Troy. So I'm going to start there. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, everything else that was said is correct. And, you know, I agree with. And I am happy that he actually got prosecuted and didn't kill himself like the coward that most of these people are. Well, here's the thing. 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to make you blame me more. And I, it's not my fault at the end of the day, okay? Um, it sure is. It sure is. He, Absolutely. So, as you heard earlier, we did the Columbine um, case. Mm. Now, he actually trumps Columbine. How? So, Columbine only killed 33. In, like, killed and injured. Their total was 33. Um... He, on the other hand, has 34 to his list. So his his number count no. is higher. He has 17 murders and 17 injuries, not 34 murders. Yeah, but Columbine, they didn't have um 30, 33 murders because some of their people were just injured. I don't think that's correct, but... I'll leave it alone. So we're gonna go ahead and um, re- we're gonna review it, right? We're gonna review it, and then in the next podcast, before we start the podcast, yeah. we're gonna go ahead and co- do a fact check on who subs- who succeeded. Yeah, because I think Columbine is is the worst mass shooting. Um, yeah. So that's my. I'll leave it at that. All I right. Be totally wrong though. <laughs> Because if I, if I remember correctly, he um, Columbine injured like 20. And he's, as far as I heard, if I, if I read, you know, if I listened to this correctly, because I was so pissed off like the call was, I probably lost it somewhere. But he killed 17 and injured 17. He didn't kill 34. No, but he's get he got, he's being convicted for 34 of the murders? charges. Well, they're considering it as attempted murder. murder. Right. He's got attempted murder. So against him, he has 34 counts of indiscretion, which is the highest total. But what I want to know is how many murders. I'm counting murders, not charges. Nicholas has 17 against him. Right. I think um, Caliban has way more than 17 murders. That's right. The charges, you may be right. I'm talking about, I'm counting murder for murder. Caliban is more. Um, but anyway, we can discuss that um the next podcast and okay. we can fact check that. All right. Um. So we're gonna. Do you have anything else? Um. I'm gonna say again that it's your fault. I'm aggravated, and um, <laughs> yeah, I don't need to say anything else. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, if you guys want to go ahead and put your input. Or want to go and refer a case to us? What email can they send it to? Murderousintentions21 at gmail.com. And if you want to visit our Instagram? Murderous, uh, at murderous underscore intentions underscore podcast. Or you could get us at Twitter at capital M, capital I, True Crime Podcast. Uh, once again, like I said earlier, we have a sponsor, and we have listener support, so if you want to help us out, you're more than welcome to do so. Thank you, guys, and thank you, Nicole, for being here and having a major input. <laughs> Very opinionated. <laughs> uh, definitely. Uh, thank, thank Nicole. Yeah, thank you for having me. Definitely uh, different from this side of the listen. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Well, bye, and have a wonderful weekend. Bye. Bye-bye.